Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. Uh, I am your host, Alex Terranova, and I am recording at a studio remotely because we are quarantined, we are shut down, we are locked down. Uh, I am actually up in, uh, in the Los Angeles area, not in San Diego right now, um, kind of supporting and helping out with some family uh, and just kind of being with you know the people that really matter uh, right now. I think that's that's pretty important if we can do it. Um, it is, I want to, I like throwing the date on here because we are in a, it's, we're recording this on April 8th. Usually, you know, it's, you guys listen to these, they're put out afterwards. Um, but yeah, we're like right in the midst of coronavirus and lockdown and whatnot. And, you know, I, I nobody really knows what's going to happen. Um, I think it's really important for us to, continue to pursue the things that are important to us, the things that really matter. Um, it's a great opportunity to put down the things that don't matter. Um, for me, that meant like I took this opportunity to get a dog, to get a puppy, something that I've been wanting for a long time and always had a million excuses and reasons to avoid. And now I don't have reasons and excuses to just do it. I got the time and I can't travel. I can't do anything. I just get to spend um, time with this amazing little creature. Uh, and I think there's, and it doesn't have to be that, but it could be like reading or chasing that passion project or meditating or getting quiet or connecting with your loved ones and your family. Um, but there's some gold in these moments, even though they seem really scary and uh, the future is very uncertain. I want to, um, I think this is going to be a great podcast for people in a time of, uh, of, of uncertainty because my guest today has been um, very successful. He has a, a foundation of faith and family and entrepreneurship and fitness. And he's built some, uh, some, some big, incredible businesses, and he's been doing it for a long time. And so he's seen the markets go up and down. He's, we may, we, none of us have ever seen anything like this, but he has seen things. And I think his mindset and his attitude is going to be a great, uh, maybe bolster to uh, a lot of us that might be afraid or scared or not know what to do or not know how to do it right now. So I want to introduce him and jump in and really pick his brain and, and see how he got and see the things he's overcome. And maybe we can learn how we can overcome the challenges we're facing now through maybe some of his stories. So my guest today is, he's been a serial entrepreneur since he was 15. Now, I don't know how old he is. I'll find out in a minute, but I'm guessing that puts him at like probably, I don't know, 25 years of entrepreneurship at least um he's owned 15 companies he is it's it's incredibly important for him to balance business and family and faith and actually have all those things work and not just have some work and some other others not he's a two-time emmy award-winning producer and inc magazine 
has given him the five, he's been an Inc. 5,000 um, serial entrepreneur for three or four years running now. Josh Felber, welcome to the Dream Mason podcast. Thanks for being here. Awesome, Alex. Uh, super excited to jump on with you today and uh, see what we can uncover for your guests and uh, hopefully find some amazing things to share. Where are you? Where do you find yourself quarantined right now? Uh, we're in uh, Akron, Ohio. So, are you guys, LeBron, are you guys old LeBron country? <laughs> are you guys uh, like pretty quarantined there? I don't, I don't, I don't know about. I don't get a lot of Ohio news in California. Yeah, uh, I mean we're pretty similar to you guys. I mean this, um, they kind of our governor followed the your California's kind of stay order stuff like that. So restaurants and fitness and martial arts and all those those kind of places are shut down. Anything non essential. So fortunately, we have a business that falls in essential so uh we're able to keep manufacturing and producing products and shipping them and all that great stuff to keep everybody healthy out there so that's uh, a good thing on our end are you having to take any like big spent like if you're manufacturing are there like things you're having to take into consideration that you haven't had to do before like new procedures policies <sighs> yeah for sure i mean we you know had to kind of tighten up just more uh, way people flow in and out of the offices um we had a rollout we rolled out um it was like the pandemic policies and procedures um just people signing in you know that uh, come in for the day and additional sanitization when they first enter the building and everything so a lot more stuff than you that, that we're doing now that is not a normal process in the past so um, but most of our marketing teams working from home, but all of our, uh, production and, uh, shipping fulfillment side of stuff is in the offices. What's been the biggest, like, how has this impacted you, your family, you, your business, and just the, the personal and the business side, like what's the biggest impact that this has had? For sure. Um, I'll touch base on the business since we're just kind of chatting on that and then going to personal, but I mean, our business side, um, has actually gone up, uh, revenue wise. Um, and, uh, we, so we make and manufacture personal care items from oral, uh, natural oral health products to skincare to deodorant. And we also launched our, uh, natural hand, uh, protector line of products as well. So that, um, has doing really well. And one of the big things that I think that we find ourselves in a position to is the opportunity to be able to really help a lot of people. And uh, part of that is what we've been doing is uh, bringing in the uh, N95 masks and donating those to hospitals with our hand sanitizers and everything. Nice. And really trying to help people out from that perspective. And we're just, we're bringing in a bunch, another 15,000 of them here and, we're going to ship more out to more hospitals in New York and some other areas as well as being able to have people when they buy one of our hand protector packages, they'll be able to donate, buy and donate a mask and different stuff like that as well to help more people. So from a business end, um, it's been doing really well. Um, I think a lot of it is our employees kind of keeping them uh, so they feel safe and comfortable and in, in, in the environment that, you know, we're doing everything we can to make sure they're protected and, and, and what, and when people are coming in and out of the facility and stuff like that, uh, that are working there. So, um, I think from that, that direction, we're really trying to, uh, keep the culture, um, 
you know, flourishing and, and keep it moving forward, you know, throughout all this as well. So. It's good to hear like somebody, you know, somebody's business is thriving, doing well during this time. And I, you know, I have a, with, with a lot of my clients, a lot of them are doing really well. Some of them are obviously in more impacted than others. Um, but it's, we, I've been having a lot of conversations about like, Hey, if people are losing money, somebody else is making money. The money doesn't just vanish. It doesn't just vanish into thin air. Um, So it has to go somewhere and it might not, you know, it might be going to some places more specifically than others, but it's good to hear, you know, there's somebody's business is actually doing well. Um, What are you learning from this? Like, what is this teaching you, you know, whether it be business or personally that maybe you didn't know or didn't think about before? Um, Let's see. I mean, I think overall, um, you know, I think it's helping, you know, give kind of, you know, a good awakening, just, you know, how, um, people overall have just been, you know, too much doing, just going, 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 and not kind of, you know, taking that extra time, um, you know, for themselves, I think is a big thing. How do you, how do you do that? Um, I mean, it's something to normally do just kind of like on a daily basis. Um, you know, we tried to, uh, before, whether it was before this or still during, you know, kind of the, the, the whole coronavirus thing going on right now is, you know, just, uh, whether it's working out, um, you know, uh, utilizing, we have like an infrared sauna. So utilizing that on a daily basis and, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, taking those extra things just to make sure that you're staying healthy, keeping your immune system up and just, uh, you know, um, your energy levels and stuff. So you can, you know, still maintain and operate at that, you know, high level and be able to serve as best as you can. Is there a, an impact with family? You know, I know family is really important to you and faith is, is important to you. How, how has it come into play there? I mean, I'm sure you got, you got kids at home now being like, yeah. Homes- how are you working all that out? Uh, well, I mean, the great thing is, is it really hasn't changed a lot of that. Um, we've, uh, uh, for the last couple of years, have always homeschooled. So they, <laughs> there's no change there. They're just kind mm-hmm. of doing their normal, their normal routine and uh, the normal process. So um, only the main things are they, uh, we would usually have uh, martial arts throughout the week and the evenings and stuff. So we don't have that right now. But um, our local martial arts are doing great and they've been able to I incorporate a lot of uh, Zoom training and doing a lot of stuff over Zoom with uh, bringing the classes together that way. And so they can still keep maintaining and working on that stuff. But um, just from, you know, an overall daily process there, um, you know, we haven't noticed a big change from that perspective um, other than our nanny's not coming as often yeah. and, and things like that right now. So is there an impact with like you, are you married? Yes. Yes. So is there an impact with you and, you know, your wife is, I'm, I, I'm, I'm making an assumption that it's your wife, but I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is, uh, is there an impact there? Right? Like I know that for a lot of people, I think, I think times like this are magnifying glasses for whatever is challenging in people's lives. So if people are like challenged by money, money becomes more challenging. If people are challenged in their relationships, that becomes more challenging. Um, and a lot of people right now are trapped in their houses for the most part with their partners with no escape, nowhere to go, no activities to do. And, and that can be a, a pretty stressful on people that aren't used to that. 
Is there anything there that has been, you know, different or changed or any new like boundaries or structures you guys have had to create? Uh, no, I mean, we've, we're always really comfortable in that environment. I mean, um, I mean, she, uh, she's, she's been the one a lot going over to the office and stuff just to kind of <clears throat> keep an eye and, you know, what, what our team needs and that sort of thing. And so, um, so we're not, it's not as cooped up as <laughs> probably a lot of other people are. Um, and, uh, and everything, but, um, no, I mean, for us, it's, you know, um, I guess, it's not really, I haven't really noticed much change there. I mean, it's, you know, we, we're still maintaining our normal daily life from that perspective. Um, but I can see how a lot of people that are either both out of the house, you know, and don't have, you know, or one of them is and they don't have the kids and now it's, you know, four or five people in the household and you're not used to um, working together, you know, or being around at that level of uh, time together and stuff. And I think one of the biggest things, I mean, you know, people can do is, you know, setting, you know, like you mentioned, you know, setting boundaries to, um, you know, when, you know, maybe they don't have the space or maybe they don't have, um, each have computers and things like that to work on whatever they need to have done for their jobs and things. And, uh, you know, is setting those boundaries in those times, um, scheduling. So one of the big things that I normally do on a daily basis is, um, I time block all my stuff. So I've always done that. I learned that uh, when I was 14, 15 years old and read um, Tony Robbins, Unlimited Power and Awaken the Giant. And that's kind of what helped me of implementing a lot of those skills in my life um, since I was at a young age. And so I've always used that. And so I'm, I time block a lot of my stuff. So especially now that I'm home and our nanny's not here and uh, with the kids and stuff and, you know, uh, being able to, uh, work on things I need to get done as well as, um, help the kids if they need help with their homeschool or getting outside to play with them, um, in between like stuff that they're working on and things that I'm working on. And so really time blocking those out and, you know, chunking out those times to, um, get efficient, direct things done, uh, and not just surf the internet surf, you know, and, and, you know, you're really super focused, laser focused on what you're doing for that for 55 minutes and then, you know, and then take a break and then you move on to the next project or thing that you're doing. I love that you brought in like the, the, like a specific tool and like you got it from Tony Robbins. What's your take on like how much time do you actually continue to spend on your own personal development? Oh, that's, <laughs> I've always, that was one of the biggest things I've always implemented throughout <clears throat> my life, whether it's uh, Tony Robbins or Brendan Burchard or, uh, you know, different people at that level. Um, as I start to see different areas where I need to improve or uh, increase for myself, you know, then I, um, whether it's masterminds, whether it's going to live events, different things like that, you know, I've spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on that over the years um, to do that. And the cool thing too, is then I'm able to turn around and pass that down to my kids and help them and provide them with that kind of same, uh, guidance or insights and stuff that I've been able to pick up. And that's what we do. A lot of part of that is what we do a lot of is with our, um, homeschool and everything is they have a lot of these additional things that they learn. So they've, you know, been through like Dean Graciosi's courses, they've been through 
a lot of Brendan stuff and Tony Robbins online courses and things like that. And then I've taken them to a lot of conferences uh, back when you could travel a little bit more. <laughs> and so going to different conferences and things like that and events where they're able to learn and be around in that environment as well. So I think it's super important. And right now, especially people um, need to find out and you know need to reach out and find somebody that, that could be a mentor, that could be um, you know, whether it's through online video content, they can start to learn and do something, um, you know, you know, see Netflix, you know, more people are watching Netflix and Netflix and watching TV and stuff like that. And instead of doing that, you know, make that tiny millimeter shift and watch something that's going to improve your overall mindset, your overall life and help you, you know, when at some point when this, you know, is able to, they were able to start moving back around and, you know, communicating and interacting with one another and stuff, but use this time right now to improve yourself. So when you do go back out, you're a hundred times better, you know, in, in whatever you want to focus on during this time. I'm sure you see this and it's, I don't know, I'm just sitting here listening to you and I just had this thought, like whether it's on this podcast or in networking groups that I'm a part of, or, you know, with my clients, the people that are the most successful all embrace personal growth, personal development. You know, they might have different people. They might have different strategies and ways that they do it, but they embrace it and they spend the money and they spend the t more, even more than the money, the time to yeah. actually work on and grow themselves. And then the other side of the coin, the people that do well, but maybe they're not that top tier. Um, some of them do, some of them don't, but what what I notice is like a lot of them have excuses. It's expensive. It takes too much time. You know, I don't need that. And, but there's a clear like, like divider line. All the top people do it. And you never hear somebody at the top going, I don't work on myself or, you know, have a mentor or somebody that kind of, even these, you know, top rating like CEOs have CEO groups, right? Like they have something. Right. Um, and it just made me think, like, what, do you have an opinion on what's preventing these people, like the people that aren't, that, that are doing okay, but they, but they could be like thriving and taking it to another level, but they keep themselves, they let their excuse uh, of time or money or whatever prevent them from embracing things like this. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, just from talking to people and working with people in the past, you know, a lot of it seems to come down to beliefs and and then, you know, they're just limited. So those limiting beliefs that are, you know, keeping them from uh, moving to that, pushing through or moving to that next step, like, you know, oh, I can't be that. I can't be like that. Or, you know, this, it worked for him, but it's not going to work for me. Um, you know, and so they come up with other excuses like oh, money. And a lot of it probably boils down to fear. And one of the big things for me over the years, I think it, got ingrained in me when I was at that, at that young age, 14, 15, 16, was I, I wasn't ever afraid to go start a business. I wasn't like, oh man, is this business going to fail if I start it? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? I just was like, all right, I know this is where it's going to go and just went and did it. And, you know, it was probably a good and a bad thing because <laughs> you, you don't worry about and think about all the problems or challenges and all that. You just go do it and you just keep that laser sight you know, and you go after it, after it, after it, after it until you accomplish what you're doing. And so, you know, I think a fear holds, you know, kind of boils down to it probably is fear holds a lot of people back 
um, you know, whether it's taking that time to invest it in themselves to go do it or, um, you know, the money excuse, well, you know, they're afraid, well, what if I spend this and, and then it doesn't do anything for me or it doesn't do this. And instead of putting like, okay, this is going to help change me and they're putting it on the event or and all that is they have to, it's, it's on them. I mean, you can go to a hundred different events and if you don't actually take the action and make those changes and do that, it doesn't matter how many events you go to, it's never going to work for you. And so, you know, I think being able to not let fear limit you. Um, like I said, that, that was one of the biggest things. I don't, things like this, when they come up, I, I don't look at like, oh man, you know, I'm, I'm scared about this. It's, it's, you know, I'm stuck here and, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, we're, we're stuck in the house and we're not going to be able to go do this and this and this, you know, it's not scared. Okay, cool. Great. This is what it is. You know, here's the changes we need to make to be able to adapt to where we are right now. And then, um, you know, these are the things that we need to do. So when we, you know, when this ends in, you know, 60, 90 days or whatever it may be, you know, maybe it's six months, um, you know, that, you know, we're ahead of where we need to be. And, you know, whether it's family wise, whether it's business wise. And so looking what that long term, you know, end result is. And for me, it's, you know, I've consulted with, you know, other people. I have several different people that we bounce ideas off each other, things like that. Um, really take a look to try to figure some things out, you know, that are happening and how we can best position ourselves overall. So. Do you have advice for people that are really scared right now? You know, people listening to this that are, or maybe, maybe they're not as afraid of like the, the um, actually being sick, but they're, they're, they're having a lot of fear. They're small business owners, they're entrepreneurs, and they're afraid of what they're seeing in the news about the economy and you know, like it, it from from that perspective, it looks pretty bleak to a lot of people. Do you have any advice for them? No, that's a great question. Um, well, one probably watch less news. <laughs> 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 I think the more you keep looking at the, all the negative stuff, and a lot of I think so. I think a lot of this spurred from the fast uh, connection of media through social media through news and information that's able to travel so fast now because back when h1n1 and some of these other ones that had come about it wasn't like that and we didn't shut things down we didn't go do this it spread just as fast it killed more people than everything else but the economy still moved on and so uh you know i think a lot of it is the negative information that's out there the false information that's being created around this um when I interviewed Robert Kiyosaki, that was one of the things that he talked about was, you know, the, the false and the, the fake news and the fake information being fed to us by a lot of these people. So a lot of that will start to create an internal fear, even if we read it, we don't, we're not thinking, oh, you know, this is article scaring me or this video, you know, I'm watching this video, but internally it'll create this fear by consuming all this information. And that's what, the, you know, they want to have happen. And so um, one of the things is not watch all that kind of stuff Two, Yes, there is some things with if your business is shut down and you're not generating revenue, how are you going to keep the doors open? Obviously, the government wants us to all take all this loans and money and different things like that. Um, but we had to take a look at it. I mean, maybe, you know, it now you know, I had a good call with a, a good friend of mine yesterday 
and owns a chiropractic center and huge anti-aging and chiropractic work and everything that he does is super awesome. You know, and we talked through it for a little while and, you know, he's like, look, he goes, maybe this is a time that, you know, if, if my chiropractic center doesn't come back from this, I've always wanted to do anti-aging consulting and work with people. I can do a lot of stuff via telemed that way and, and that sort of thing. And so he's able to shift his mindset and start looking at other options. But if we stay stuck in what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, we're never going to look at what can be. And, and so, yes, it, it is scary. It is, you know, um, you know, tragic, all the energy and time and effort and blood, sweat and tears that we've put in to build, um, the, your small business. It's, you know, it's like your child and, you know, now to have it where you can't do anything about it and you can't open it and you can't keep the doors open and everything. And, um, and have that taken away from you, um, you know, is definitely scary, but we also have to know like our identity, who we are is not the business. And, you know, that was something like many years ago after I had a lot of, um, uh, investments and stuff crash during the dot com and everything. And, you know, I had, it was tied to like, oh yeah, that's my identity. And, you know, it was a struggle for a few months after it's like, wow, well, what, where am I, who am I, what am I doing and everything. And, you know, and, and then when you understand that <clears throat> that is not tied to who you are and your identity and what makes you, you, and actually, you know, look and reach out and, you know, see like there's a lot more out there and, you know, reach out to, you know, faith, God, you know, and see what he has put in place for you. Um, it opens up and, you know, what your direction and your path, if you leave it in his hands, it takes away that fear knowing that, you know, he had, he wants the best for you and all that. And, you know, and like I said, so with my friend with the chiropractor office, you know, he's looking at it, okay, cool. You know, I, even though this sucks and I have, you know, had a staff of 20 people and that he had a furlough and everything else, but Hey, this is this end result to where I can go, where I can be and what can happen. Um, you know, once all this takes place now then on the other hand, you have, um, I mentioned our martial arts gyms that my kids and I go to and everything else, you know, they actually did an amazing pivot and, you know, they have 10 locations, thousands of students. And, you know, I talked with him and, you know, he went and was doing some really great stuff with Zoom, being able to, they break down the different classes and, um, and have, uh, you know, um, the different belt ranks on each times throughout the day on the Zoom. Uh, so they can jump on, go through all their forms and do, learn the different techniques and different things that they're doing. And so by doing that, he's able to keep a good percentage of these um, kids and adults and everything engaged and moving forward and staying on pace. So when uh, this does um, move back to where you can start going back to the gyms and things like that, that they um, are on track, they're still engaged, they're still part of the community. And the response has been awesome with it. Um, for the fact that one, I mean, you know, he's letting people know like, Hey, cause if people stop paying, they can't keep their doors open after and, and everything else as well too. But by providing service, providing, it's like almost like personalized training that you're getting, which is super cool. Um, right now is that, um, they're able to keep, you know, people keep paying cause they want that. 
they want to be able to continue when the doors come back open. And you know, so like, this kind of gives you two different perspectives on mindsets and, you know, and, and how people are looking at things and how to uh, adjust how you're looking at it to move past that fear and, uh, and look for that door on the other side. You have a, um, you have really like optimistic and uh, possibility a very, like there's a lot of possibility in your mindset and your approach. And um, one of the things when I was looking at your website, it was probably like very cool to see is you have all these people that other people look up to talking about you, you know, really comment like Brendan Bruchard, Grant Cardone, JP Sears. Um, I wouldn't have known his name, Barney Waters, but this, he's the CEO of Case Swiss, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Wonderful, who's on Shark Tank. Um, you know, you and and we and you were just talking a, a minute ago um, about interviewing um, Robert Kiyosaki. Yes. Um, what's the like when you think about all these people that you've interacted with that are iconic and like idols and big time mentors to so many people? Are there a couple takeaways that you've learned from some of these guys that you're, or, or women, if there's, you know, there, I'm mm -hmm. sure there's some women here too, that you're just like, that really stand out for you as points of difference? I mean, some of the biggest things are, I mean, they're, they're just people like us. They're, a lot of them are just so down to earth, um, especially if you get to spend time with them outside of a normal environment, like if, it's, if you go to a live event, but then, you know, I've been able to connect and spend time with Brendan outside of all that. And, you know, just getting really, really understood, you know, these different things. You know, when, um, and they really, really care about serving and helping other people. And you're seeing actually a lot of it right now with, during the time, during this time, I mean, a uh, good friend, uh, Marcus Limonis, um, I mean, he's, been nonstop. That's all he's been focused on is helping people, making sure the small business, you know, <clears throat> trying to help educate them, you know, with the different, different um, loan options and things like that. And, you know, uh, and everything going on. And so it uh, um, uh, gives him, you know, in uh, Mike Cuban's been a big advocate. I've seen a lot of his lately about he's, you know, helping and trying to help, um, small businesses there was uh there was something i was looking at oh they were doing those um the government stimulus kind of payments or whatever to everyone and he went and started pushing on this bank to try to let people come to them and you know fund them right now and you know and, and then the bank would just collect their stimuluses when they actually got funded and stuff like that so people didn't have to wait two three four weeks to get them and stuff so you see a lot of these people who are genuine and amazing people and but you a lot of times they're seen as kind of that iconic like I said Mark's on Shark Tank all the time and Marcus Lemonis with the profit and things like that but now all of a sudden it's like man you know look they're out there grinding every day trying to figure out you know how they can help as many people as they can how to you know give as many you know back to as many people as they can right now especially in these times and I think during like this you know, stressor and everything that's going on for people right now is the fact that um, they we, they can uh, look at it as, you know, it, it'll either bring out the best of people or it's going to bring out the worst of people. And so it, it's, it, it's not changing who they are. It's just bringing more of that out. 
um, you know, whether like money does the same thing, you know, whether you accumulate more money, then it usually brings out who of more of who you really are, you know, and I think we're seeing that right now um, happen as well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, it's like that magnifying glass, like really puts an emphasis. So whatever the th things you're strong in, you're probably also more strong. In. Um, when you look at the, the space we're in and things are shifting and none of us know, you know, how long it's going to last. Are there any spaces that you're, um, anything new that you're excited about, like possibilities that you're seeing become like, areas of opportunity, possibilities you're seeing that maybe they weren't in your, you know, in your, in your purview or your lens before all this has, all this happened. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. That's, and I know, uh, a good friend of mine, um, they had been looking to buy this one, uh, franchise. Um, that's a really big franchise and they, uh, they had kind of started to go, backslide a little bit and everything over the last year or so and uh they were actually getting really close to inking a deal and we had a call a few weeks ago and i was like man you guys you guys need to hold off for about three weeks and just see how this comes out so he did and so now they're able to like now they're going to move forward with it here shortly but they're now able to get it for basically pennies like probably negative pennies on the dollar <laughs> and so I think, I think we're going to see a lot of different opportunities pop up. Um, I mean, the real estate markets are going to be, uh, the commercial real estate market's going to take a huge hit. Uh, there's going to, you know, there's a lot of um, businesses in general that um, are, are just not going to make it, unfortunately, due to this. And, you know, it's sad, but I think there'll be a lot of opportunity there for people that are positioned that, you know, it may be an extension of what they're doing um, now or another a variation of what they're doing now and be able to take some capital and put it in that business and start to help bring jobs back. So I think we're going to start seeing that happen a lot. And, you know, I think for a while businesses, you know, things will operate differently. Um, but I think in the long run, you know, we'll end up getting back um, you know, to, you know, be able to have, you know, what we have now back. So, you know, what we did have back. Um, but I think we'll have, we'll see a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, changes to it, but for the better, um, and, and be able to, people will be able to grow, I think, really grow from this and move forward, um, stronger is local in, in their local communities as well as overall. Um, country and stuff as well so yeah yeah I, I mean I, I'm a I, I agree with you I think that you know on the other side of this there's going to be there's so much opportunity and so much possibility and I feel I really have a lot of I feel strongly for people that are suffering right now and people that might be suffering not only with the being sick but with the financial implications in the near future but I, I agree with you that like long term you know, any, anything that's happened in human history, like there's been any negative, there's been a positive on the other side of it and the world has changed. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we, the world changes for the better and we learn yeah. from the way that it's gone uh, and right. we continue to grow as humans and people. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like, 
times of uncertainty. So right now we're in a new challenge. For, for you, has there been a time in your life or in your business where you felt like very uncertain and very afraid? And, and what was that? And how, did you, how do you feel like you overcame it or got past it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> for me, um, I think I've always thrived on uncertainty. That's <laughs> that's I think one of the big the things that I've just been able to really has uh, amplified and created the drive and relentlessness. I have I, I think for me I've always been very relentless in what I do, and you know part of that, like you said. Um, I think is being able to uh, thrive in uncertainty. And for me, like one of the things I've always used to say is you got to become you know, comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that, you know, is meaning like different situations, you never know what they're going to be. And the better that you can be in situations that are unknown, the more, whatever you want to say it is successful, the more you, the better you're going to be in the long run. And I think martial arts kind of teaches you a lot of that. Um, I have taken Krav Maga over the last several years. Um, finally got my black belt back in um, October. And it's a, over a six-hour test. It's nonstop. But all, it, the whole test is all about uncertainty and thing, you know, different things happening that you don't know that are going to happen. And you are, you know, you're at full contact sparring, you're fighting, you're weapons defense, all different sorts of things for a straight six hours with like a one five minute, one or two five minute breaks throughout the whole thing. And so, you know, I think that applies a lot back to our life. I mean, is obviously there's different people that, um, you know, more people gravitate towards certainty and more people gravitate towards uncertainty and different things. And there's, um, I think Tony Robbins talks a lot about it is, um, and that kind of defines kind of our, beliefs and who we are and how we look at things. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, um, you know, in an uncertain time, you know, is creating that, um, that fear and that, um, uh, or that fear is creating that uncertain or the uncertainty is creating the fear. So it kind of goes back and forth. And so if we, you know, start to become comfortable with, who we are, our environment, and have the confidence in ourselves, um, you know, knowing that whatever's happening around us, that we can still thrive, we can still um, do well, we can still do, you know, we can still be who we are. And I think part of that is just understanding and having a connection with faith in God and knowing that, you know, he will get you through, you know, through whatever's happening. Um, and whatever is happening is happening for a reason, but we might not always know that reason. And so, um, I think if we take ourselves out of it and instead of living like, okay, like I mentioned earlier, you know, in that, what if, and, and why me, and how could this happen to me, uh, mindset, um, you know, it's going to allow us to actually thrive. It's going to allow us to be more confident. It's going to allow us to be able to step up and be the leader. Um, right now, we're going to find, I think, a lot of people that previously may have not 
thought or been in a position to be a leader, to actually step up and be a leader now in this time. And whether it's just for your family, whether it's for uh, your immediate family or your extended family, whether it's for your local community, whether that's, you know, for your business and your team, um, you know, now is the time, you know, to step up and show and be that leader that you're meant to be um, out there. So. Nice. Um, I love that you brought in the leadership piece because I think this is, you know, when things are going well, leaders don't, you know, when, if we look at sports or anything, right, if a team is just crushing it, the leader doesn't have to be as a parent. They still exist. Right. But it's like when they hit that losing streak or when it's, you know, the fourth quarter and, you know, it's a close game, all of a sudden we see who, the, we see who really is a leader and who's not in those times of pressure, in those times of um, uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you've, uh, you've brought up a lot of great resources, people, things you've learned from as a way to kind of close this out. If you were going to give people that are listening, Hey, like a couple of action steps that they could go out and do right now. Um, you know, maybe it's like if they're, if they're scared, if they're uncertain, if they're not sure what's going on, but they're in that place, they're not in the like, positive looking forward are there any action steps that you would give people that like hey do start doing this and it'll it's it'll be like some steps forward sure uh i mean i think one of the biggest steps like i mentioned was you know to turn off the negativity get rid of that 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 negative news um you know that's feeding the fear uh and you know take time you know take time out for yourself um you know spend a few minutes you know, if you've never meditated in your life, download a meditation app to your phone, spend three minutes or five minutes, you know, meditating, uh, you know, it will help, you know, clear up, um, I think a lot of that. And uh, we got to remove that pressure from everything around us. And so I think meditation would help a lot. Um, if you work out great, keep working out. Um, you know, that is a huge uh decompression stress reliever for for people as well as um if you're not working out get out and take walks like i mean today we got 65 and sunny out right now which is awesome you know so get outside uh take some walks uh spend you know spend that time um you know reconnecting and you know maybe if you've been on the verge and you're not sure about faith you know take that step and you know reach out pick up the Bible, pick up something and start, you know, reading. And, you know, now's the time for you to find that and be able to make those uh, micro adjustments in your life. So you can push through this. And then, uh, you know, as I mentioned, you know, reach out and try to find, there's so many tons of resources right now um, that are being offered for free. Um, there's uh, uh, online live events happening all the time. I'm getting messages every single day, probably two or two a day, you know, with some of the top people, you know, throughout um, in the business world and things like that, that are doing these free live Zooms and things with a group, groups of people and they're free. You can go watch them. You can, you know, make, start watching and learning and connecting with people and maybe somebody on there you'll resonate with, create that connection and, you know, start talking to them and ask them, say, Hey man, I'd love it if you could give me a little bit of mentorship right now. I, I'm stuck with this and I really need this. And just ask. You have to ask. 
and you know take that action and I think um, you know start looking for that end result. Where do you want things to be? You know, maybe if your business isn't going to survive this, then start looking. Where are you? What is that next thing for you? Don't sit in a place of fear and frozen. You know, what is that next step for you? Beautiful. I love all those things. I think it's really cool too to like, if it's not, you know, for me, breakthroughs really came around. I had a lot of negative self-talk around religion and stuff from when I was a kid that Mm. I had to have breakthroughs around like connecting with something outside of the stories I had from when I was a kid, which I think like getting connected to what spirituality meant to me, not what it meant to the little boy, you know, who, who had feelings about it. Um, and I think that's so, you know, I think when I love the conversation about faith, whether you're a religious person or not religious person, you know, religious, not religious, spiritual, it doesn't matter. Faith is, is huge. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't do anything without it. So thanks for bringing that into this. Um, and everything else, the news, the meditating, getting supported and asking for it. Like these are, it, it kills me that some of these things people aren't doing because it's, they're, they're very, uh, you don't need money. You don't right, need special. Sure. Like, yeah, you can do these things. So Josh, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day, your schedule. I know how much you know, your family means to you, your business means to you, your employees. So to, to give me some of your time, my audience some of your time, I'm really grateful for. Um, I really appreciate talking to a really successful entrepreneur who values family as much as he values his business. Because I think that often, I see it all the time, where young entrepreneurs, they, they throw everything into one bucket. And it's this like, it's this extreme in whatever bucket they throw it in. And then it's like, instead of actually creating a big full life. I know I was that way. So, sure. and it left me at you know, 32 years old feeling empty and unfulfilled. And I really believe that the only way you get, the only way you are successful is to actually have a thriving life in multiple areas, not just like in the one area. Um, people can find you. I want people to know where to go to check you out. You have, you interview some amazing people on your podcast, um, which is the Making Bank podcast. And basically they can see all of your, all of your stuff. If they go to you on Instagram, which is Josh, Josh Felber, J-O-S-H-F-E-L-B-E-R. Also, your website is joshfelber.com. Anything else you want people to know before we? Uh, no, that's awesome. I really appreciate you having me on the, on the show here today, Alex, and really great to be able to share insights with your audience and everything. Um, so I appreciate the time and the opportunity to do that. And guys, just take that step, you know, make, take that first step and just get out there. Um, you know, like reach out to somebody, reach out, um, you know, to a friend, family member, reach out online. Uh, there's so many people that are giving their time right now. And if you're in a position where you're stuck, uh, just reach out to somebody. Don't sit there and just get in and be stuck and frozen. So. Nice. Yeah. And I, I want to say, like, I want to leave people with like, keep your heads up. You know, if your heads are down, I know this is like a metaphor, but if yeah. your heads are up, you can see opportunity. If your head's down, you can't see anything but like yourself. So, you know, this, this podcast today being with you, Josh, was a reminder of 
you know, there might be uncertainty, there might be some challenges, but if we're open to looking for possibility, if we're open to seeing what else is available, it's out there, but we got to be open. Definitely. You got it. Thanks again. And uh, there's another episode of the podcast and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.